here we are again, another week, another mm. exciting time. We've killed Matt. It's just the two yeah, of us now. Dead. Yeah, it's a we shame. Him. He was good. He, he was grisly, but um, yeah. but tasty. Yeah, there's a problem. I don't know how we post the podcast anymore because he yeah, handled I was all thinking that, about that the too. website. Yeah. And... I'm hoping that even though he's unwell and can't appear on the podcast, that he's still well enough to publish the podcast. Yes, otherwise we're doing this for nothing. So. Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. I must say I do like your background. I'm feeling a little yes. inadequate. Today. Sorry, I, I've had this green screen with me forever. I haven't, it doesn't quite fill the screen, but just don't look at the corners. Oh, well, it's cropped for me, so mm. that it's perfect. It looks perfect on. Yep, I'm going to do a mine. different different background every week. So who knows what nice. it'll be? Getting more and more obscure each time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> who yep. knows? Well, I was just telling you off air. Um, I'm on a a Mac for work during the week. I work from home. Mm. I work from the same desk, same monitor, same keyboard and mouse. But on yep. the weekends, I switch back to my PC, and it's like yep. I'm on a real computer, not a toy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to do it because that way you can really differentiate between work and fun. Yeah, it's and this is like, fun. all I've got on my Mac is work apps, and all I've got on my PC are fun apps. Yeah, you know, including all the stuff for this podcast, including games. Yeah, and uh, but just the the feeling of Windows, it feels like driving a manual transmission in, instead of an auto. Yeah, yeah. Get it out really of your go kart. Yeah, it's just more comfortable. You got a bit more freedom. Yeah. you got two mouse buttons. <laughs> no, Mac have had two mouse buttons for a long time, Luke. <laughs> they have? Long time. I don't At know least 20 long. years. At <laughs> least 20 years. Well, no, I say that because actually I think the actual Mac mice have no buttons whatsoever. Um, but I, because they're touch sensitive. Oh, okay. So but I use. Very, very long time since I've used one. I use the Logitech. Um, was it the MX Pro? Um, which has like 12 buttons on it. And I okay. use it regardless of which computer I'm on. So <laughs> okay. I, I uh, it doesn't change for me. I will yeah. say this though. I liked mm-hmm. the puck back in the day. Yep. Um, because I do a lot of intricate things like drawing and graphic design, uh, having not to have my whole hand on a mouse and just to manipulate with my fingertips actually was quite... Well, that's what that was designed for, wasn't it? That's why yeah. it was sort of like yeah. if you if you were playing games, you got a PC. Well, you, you were or if getting you're a graphic Mac, designer. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You... Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, still don't I mean, it got a lot that. of criticism. It got a lot of criticism, but uh... I'm sure you could probably track one down. I uh, see. I technically own one, but Huey doesn't want it in the house, so <laughs> what? she gave it to me. No, you're not no, allowed no. to use she, it. <laughs> she got she got she did a retro exhibition of um early two thousands artifacts for yeah. a tie in with it with a TV show she made. Um and they tracked down an iMac um to be part of the exhibition and she's like, technically if you want it, it's yours, but mm-hmm. I don't know where you're gonna put it. Yeah. And I was like, I'll find somewhere, but we, we live in a pretty small house, so I don't and, I, I and honestly, honestly don't know. You would get it. It would sit there. It'd be for the spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, I don't want to it. boot it up. No, 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 no. Oh, God, no. No, no. OS 9? No. No, 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 no. No, no. The G3? No. Definitely not. But it looks nice. Yeah, and it's in that, that 
what's the opposite of a sweet spot? Sour spot? It's in the sour spot of like mm. old but not retro. Because I yes. play a lot of retro games. I've, mm. I'm recently teaching myself to use and, and program on a Commodore 64. Um, I find that fascinating. Mm. Um, but I don't want to do anything in the like 1995 to 2005 era. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, it's just. Learning to program. Are you trying to track down like old magazines that you have to code your own game and stuff in? Oh, yeah. I've got. Uh, well, I won't bother getting it out. Oh, no. It is a, it's a visual. It is video. People can podcast, see it now. Right? Yeah, no. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting my. My old codes, and um, yep. I've got multiple. This is this is good stuff here, right? This is uh, how to how to draw characters with Petsy, Petsky, Petsky, and mm-hmm. how to um, how to code with with Commodore Basic. And I'm terrible. I'm not good at it. No. I won't. I'm not going to pretend I'm good at it yet. I've got a couple of, be, of books and old mags. Yeah, you're not going to be great day one. It's going to take no, time. no, exactly. Well, not even great. Fucking several months in, but yeah. uh, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I like looking no. at the old. I like looking at the I old. I don't screen. have the patience for it. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've got I've got patience for that. Not not other things. I probably should have patience for instead. Like I can write my my experience with coding is I can write basic SQL. I don't even know what an SQL is. Some of my code is out in the world being used, and I don't know how or why. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. So what has been happening? Um, we've seen some movies this week, and actually, we so one of them I haven't seen, but I am seeing next week. But I want, I want spoilers. I want, I want you to tell me exactly what okay. you think about it. And the yep. other one we both have seen, and I yes. was actually thinking we probably couldn't talk about it this week because. Matt hasn't seen it. Yes. But Matt's not here. Matt's not here. So, so I think I think we can talk about it. And Matt, if you are listening back, you might want to skip ahead. But part of the whole thing about it is, because we're talking about Oppenheimer, of course, mm, is mm. I don't think it's possible to spoil the movie. No, no. Correct. Because For two it's reasons. Got some, it's got sort of a documentary feel behind it. Yes, it's it, a I historical feel. biopic, and we know what yeah. happened. All right? We yeah. know what happened. And two, and Matt, I'm going to get... Not into spoilers for the movie, but spoilers for the mood of the movie. Yes. Right? I found this to be far less Christopher Nolan-y than mm. I was expecting. And actually, I wish somebody had told me that going in. Because I was expecting suddenly weird stuff to start happening. Time dilation and, you know. And he did talk about how some of the movie was subtext- uh, subtextual, was uh, subjective and some was objective. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's technically true, but it wasn't in any way that I thought was particularly challenging. And yep. I kind of was expecting it to be a little bit more Look, I academic, think I, maybe. Because like, this is know. the first Nolan movie I've seen in quite some time where I mm. understood it all. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much more of a normal in. movie. Yeah, and yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I liked that. it too. Yeah, yeah, I liked yeah. it as well. Now, I'll say this. It probably didn't need to be three hours long. No, it did drag And if you it. are going to tell that much of a story, just make it a Netflix series. Like, you've got yeah. the perfect platform for it now. Well, if there you is wanted a Netflix to... series about it now. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Yep. No, it is very visual. It's beautiful. The the the, the, the mise-en-scene they create with the, the, the bombs going off and, and his kind of imagination of, of, like, what he might do to the world by creating this thing and the performances yep. were all great. And then he's like, but yes, like I, his whole whole thing of like him going through like this has to be done now, but then also going, we can't continue this because yeah, yeah, which, yeah, and yeah, and the conundrum like, of 
this is why I say you can't still spoil it because that's that's true. right, exactly. <laughs> the the only thing you could spoil really is pointing out the angle that it takes, which is that it's more focused on whether or not he was a communist. Yes. Than what he did with the bomb. The bomb itself is kind of the middle hour and it's bookended yes. by this was he a co- and and that's fairly interesting. Um mm. uh, cuz he was he was banging a communist and he, he, his brother was a communist, communist. And, and and like fair enough. But uh it's almost like that was two movies. There was the movie about him creating the bomb and then wondering whether he yeah. should have The whole thing about the communist part of it is it's sort of like he he was sort of open about it, like throughout. It's like it's no, yeah. I, I'm interested in it, but yeah, I'm not a member. Yeah, the phrase uh, is they, I think they say it in the movie, but it's 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 the historically accurate phrase. Fellow traveller is what they mm. say, which is basically saying, yeah, yeah, I actually totally agree with you, but I'm not going to start sending money to the Soviets. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yes. it's like I I support this kind of cause of like we probably do need to cap capitalism somewhere, and uh, we probably are exploiting the workers, but I'm not. I'm not a yeah, card carrying member. Is, of the I don't party. agree with like this actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The actuality of of communism as a as a government regime. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not necessarily what we want for the United States. I, I do have to mention something, and this one might be a bit of a spoiler because this was meant mm. to be like they got so much TNT, and this was the biggest explosion. Mm. It's a bit disappointing. <laughs> yeah, because they're like. We didn't use any CGI. Okay, you could have. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I watch movies with a lot of CGI. I don't yeah, care. I'm quite happy with it. Like, it like that's not a flex. Like, Whoa. who cares? Yeah, yeah. I, you could have made it a bit better if you'd made it with CGI. Because I, I, I don't like CGI just for the sake of it. Because you see some, mm. and it's just you could have just shot that. Like, there's yeah, no reason yeah. why. And like but- something like The Flash, it was like, come on, guys. Yeah, this looks like CGI rendered on a PlayStation Two. But this, I don't know. For I was expecting more, and I was just a mm. little. It was a very powerful moment still. Oh yeah, yeah, probably the best moment in the film. Yeah, but it still no, wasn't. second best. The best moment was when Emily Blunt finally had some lines worth saying at the end of the film, <laughs> and she gets up and delivers her speech, and you were like, oh okay, if you were going to write her character rich with. With layers that you could have been doing this the whole time. The whole but time. That is just- that is one thing Nolan does get criticised for is is not really writing enough depth for women. Yes, yes. He he wouldn't pass what what's the test the, the Bechdel test yeah Bechdel test he wouldn't be passing that. No, I don't, I don't think, think he's concerned with it though. To be honest, yeah, I don't think there was one point in the movie where a female spoke to another female. No, I don't think there was two females on screen except like party backgrounds. But yeah, yeah. And all the talk was about Oppenheimer. Like Which, it's not that's like that's what it was because it's about him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean his name is the name of the film. Yeah, yeah, and it was. Yeah, so no, I enjoyed I'll say it. this. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it too, and I think mm. that the the Christopher Nolan movies that I love the most are the ones that I wasn't sure of the first mm-hmm. viewing, and then began to love on a second and even third viewing. Interstellar, I was very disappointed. Mm. by in my first watch and i can't even remember why because now i love it so much uh and this one might be the same this one might be a one that i don't quite know how i feel about it other than then i did enjoy it i wasn't bored um even with the the, the long run time but that i mean people are hailing it as a masterpiece i wouldn't say that now it's but ask me after i've seen it a second it. time surely it will yeah yeah it will but look for me the problem it's got with the second time watching I don't very often throw on a three-hour movie. 
if That's I'm looking for true. something to watch, it's not a. I may sit there for three hours and watch two movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but four hours if I'm watching four episodes of a Netflix show. Yeah, but to throw in a three-hour movie, that's mm. that's commitment. Yeah, you're There's right. no backing out. So that's where I think I may probably never watch it again. Three hours is really pushing it, too, I, I feel. Yeah. Because a lot of the Marvel movies are two and a half hours, and I feel like that's pushing it. Mm. But literally hitting that three-hour, that 180-minute mark is like you've got to be pretty confident that you've got a lot of good content there. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I saw two movies. I saw Oppenheimer and I saw Barbie, the Barbieheimer mm-hmm. or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you saw the, 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 the double feature. Yes. And Which, well, if I was going to watch a, if I was going to watch a movie for the second I'd watch Barbie because it's just Yeah, I must admit... I'm pretty excited about seeing this next week. Um, I'm going to go see it during the day. I'm going to take the afternoon off work and see it because yep. it's still sold out on the weekends. Like this movie it's, is so popular, and and it's right what they say. Like if you love Barbie, you're going to love it. If you don't like Barbie, you're still going to enjoy the movie. Yeah. So evidently, women who grew up with the dolls know who all these characters are already. Mm-hmm. I just know Barbie and Ken. But evidently, yeah. like, the character Michael Sarah plays. Alan. And the character... Alan, there you go. Yeah, apparently that's a real doll. And apparently yes. people know his backstory. Yep. There's all there's all other dolls. They're all there. And it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fun. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, so it's I do know some people... Yeah, okay. Ken and Barbie going through and getting confused in the real world, and which yeah. sort of happens, but it's not a Ken and Barbie movie. Okay, like it's oh, not interesting. It's yeah. not a love story between them. Okay, look, I don't, I don't mind spoilers. So there, there I are want to hear... uh, look, the spoilers. It's been by the time this comes out, it's been two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So basically, so Barbie starts having these weird thoughts and starts Margot Robbie starts having these weird thoughts, thinking about death and all these things, and she's hysterical, <laughs> okay. typical Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. And then she has to go on an adventure to the real world to find her owner who's having these thoughts to try and rectify it so she can go back to living the perfect life. Okay, so she's essentially, her her life is being played with by an actual child in the real world. Yes. Okay, that's, so the that's source interesting. Is, and it's sort of like they go through a bit of thing and they see like the, the daughter's sad and she's having fights with her mum because she's sort of growing up that little bit and getting to that oh, stage wow. of Barbie's not fun and all this. Yeah. Ken is his whole life is just to be seen by Barbie. Right, yeah. He only yeah. exists if Barbie is there. Yeah. And so yeah. there's even a line in the movie like, where does Ken live? I don't know. <laughs> because there's <laughs> really? Barbie dream houses everywhere. Where's yeah, Ken? but where does Ken live? That's so, so funny. They yeah. go to the real world and they find out it's, That's not, very the, meta. it's not the daughter, it's the mum. The mum's sort of remembering the time she was spending mm. with a, a child and she's growing up oh. and she's missing it and... Ken finds out about the patriarchy. <laughs> and let me guess, he likes it. <laughs> he likes it. Thinks <laughs> yeah. it's a lot to do with horses and travels back to Barbie land. To <laughs> and tells everyone else about, about the patriarchy. We should be doing the patriarchy. Ken's takeover. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Yes. And, yeah, no, it's and it's about that. And it's even the, the funny jokes. And it's weird that Mattel lets some of these jokes go through. Like you walk mm. in, the board of Mattel, all men. Yeah, right. right. And it's just things like that. And it's just, yeah, no. It's, they must have had a moment where they were like, 
We could be portrayed well and people would think it's phony, or we could be portrayed accurately and let them make fun of us and people will give us money for mm-hmm. seeing the movie. So let's do that. Yep, they went well. So Will Ferrell's the head of the board. <laughs> awesome. But awesome. no, I, I, look, I do recommend seeing it. It's stupid yeah. and fun. Yeah, that I, I and I'm I'm all about that. I'm 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 more than happy for a movie to just and it does sound like it has like a bit of a political angle in it, terms it of it does. It, but but at its heart, it's just trying to be a, a good fun movie to yeah, watch, right? Because like the Barbies all believe that they've fixed the world and everything's great and women can do everything, and then they mm-hmm. come to the real world and realize it's it's not right. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's great. My neighbor, his daughter is one year older than my daughter, and she's mm. just gotten into Barbie, yep. and um, his whole life is about Barbie now. Mm-hmm. He's, he 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 knows all about it. He has to get into it. He was over at our house the other day, and he's like, "Oh, you guys watch Barbie?" And we're like, "No, we're not there yet." And he's like, "Oh, okay." It's a foreign yeah, concept she, to him. Not she's a little bit too Barbie. young for. Yeah, but you touched on something there that I remember from my childhood. The moment. Playing with toys stopped being fun. And it's yeah. because- I called it, didn't I? Yep. Yes, I guess. Mum's home. Yes. People are here. We're going. <laughs> I remember the exact moment where I was playing, and I used to have like this bucket of action figures that. Mm-hmm. Because I used to keep my Ghostbusters together, my Ninja Turtles together, my He-Mans together, but then I also had this bucket of just random ones that could be anyone. Like I had Mandrake the Magician from Defenders of the Earth. He could be Dracula. He could be Bruce Wayne. It was just a guy in a suit, right? You know, just these generic figures. And they were my favourites because I used to be able to play anything with mm-hmm. them. any movie I watch okay I can play with these guys yep and I was and I was playing Beast Man from uh oh, yes. Shira he yep. could be a werewolf he could be any like you know like it was just those kind of generic ones mm. and I used to love it and then one day I must have been 11 or, or 12 or turning 12 and I'd gotten them out and I was playing and then it just dawned on me that I wasn't enjoying it yeah on the same level that I wasn't able to just completely forfeit the world around me to the world in front of me. And yep. I got really melancholy. Like it was, I got real sad that 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 was the moment my childhood was over essentially. And that's also the time that you start picking apart movies as well a little bit more. Movies aren't <laughs> yeah, just that's fun. Right. It's, oh, hold on, there's this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, remember, of course, I, remember I was just going to say what's all full circle. Yeah. It probably happened a little bit early for me because I was a year younger than everyone else. Yeah, yeah, So it's probably forced upon me a bit faster. But even today, like, I'll build Lego. Mm. Love building Lego. And then I get a little bit sad because I build it now. I'm not going to play with it. I'm not going to play with it. It was young. Yeah. The the start, it was fun to build. And then I can play with it. I can fly it around. I've got the horses. I can have the whole night set and the castle. So you leave out that. Castle was the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I used to get, I got yelled at by my dad once because I built. Because the way you used to do it at my house was you'd buy a set, you'd build it, you'd play with it a bit, and then it'd get broken down at some point and everything would just get integrated to your greater collection of Lego and and you could just build anything with it. But at one stage, when I was about 10, I rebuilt all the castle things. I dug out all the – and I rebuilt the whole castle setting and um, I wanted to keep it out because I wanted Mm. to just play castles with it. 
Yep. And my brother and sister were like, no, we want the pieces just to be in the collection. And my dad was like, you have to break it down. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not breaking it down. But, uh, but, I'm, is... I, but I'm, I, I want to play with this. Yeah, that's this right. This is you. Yeah. Like... yeah, that's right. They're just going to build shit. See, I'm one step even back from that because I no longer even really get the joy from building it. I find building Lego tedious now, but fuck, I love buying it. I love oh. buying Lego. I love going to the, to the shop and looking at it and then buying it and bringing it home and then going, I'm going to complete this in as quick a time as I can because it's so fucking tedious to build these. Oh, I enjoy building it. and I wish I, I, I did. I build it too quickly. So what I do is I'll do mm. like... A bag at a time. It's like I get something, yeah, something yeah. bags. I'll do. I'll build this bag, and that's it. And now I'll stop, and I'll take my time. Yeah, and I can't do that. Really stretch it out. I can't do that. I'm not process get... based anymore. I'm results based now. Uh, some when you get some of the big sets that have like 21 bags, well, you have to be. You have to be. Yeah. But God, they're fun. Yeah. Well, I, I started. I tried to get into model cars uh, last mm. year because I, um, I I bought the James Bond Aston Martin in Lego and I built it and I was I was pretty happy with that but I also thought oh, it doesn't look right it's all blocky so yeah. I thought uh, oh, I'm gonna just get some like realistic model cars um, but I want to be able to put it together in this in, in one setting oh. you know like just sit down put if it you and want you, it to you look cannot. good yeah no. the very cheap snap together models you kind of yeah. can maybe if you spend a couple of hours, but the, the proper but if you ones where get you actually really got to build one. the engine piece by piece, piece. build the and chassis. The painting. Oh, it's yeah, the these don't these come it. painted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah you could throw it together quickly, but it'll look yeah. shit. It'll be and depending on and it won't be the right how color. realistic you want it to look, you've you've got to do several coats of paint, you know, and mm-hmm. you've, got to, you've got to do the gloss coat, and then you've, you've got to do the, 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 you know, the window fixtures and stuff separately. That's what Otherwise I'd love to get in the models, but yeah, it's that I don't have the patience for that. Lego very at least time is consuming. yeah. Like if I want to, I can build the whole thing, but <laughs> yeah, models you have to take your time. There's no mm. rushing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sad. I know, right? <laughs> the, the thing is, I still love the concept of these things, and and evidently, I mean, Barbie coming to the real world definitely reminds me of Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, there was going to be a Netflix series, Master of the Universe, that's now been canned, but they're still discussing if, if Barbie does well, which, I mean, it's going to make a billion dollars, right? Oh, so it's, it's done, well. done well. Um, then we'll probably get we'll probably get a Master of the Universe movie. Um, if it's as good as I believe Barbie probably is, then, you know, maybe this will redeem the 1987 version. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could... I don't know if a Master of He-Man would be. You'd have to make it ironic because the whole thing about He-Man, he's called He-Man. Yes. <laughs> you know, like he's supposed to be like this perfect ideal of a man. He's muscular yes. and he's brave and stuff. And they juxtapose it with this kind of cowardly Prince Adam that he gets the power, but Prince Adam still looks like he works oh, out yeah. six hours a day. <laughs> Yeah, he just has all he does. Have a pink vest on, and that's the only thing that's less masculine about him. Yeah, but, um, that's the weird thing. Like, it's like when he tra- changes, it, it's still the same build. It's not like he just yeah. changed his outfit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. What can you do now as He Man that you couldn't do before? <laughs> yeah, you're very strong. I can I can yes. tell just by looking at your arms. Yeah. Um, but they could do something ironic. I mean, mm-hmm. not too ironic. I, I'm I'm kind of a bit over this kind of. 
We were uh, we're in Tasmania over the weekend, last weekend. I've never been to Tasmania. Man, it's a beautiful state. Have you ever been yeah. down there? Yes. Fuck, it is beautiful to look it's at. Like it's like two a, minutes to, to rainforest. Yes. So we were in the inner city. We went to a place with cows in eight minutes. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous how small that city is and how quickly you get into the rural areas. But um, our hotel had normal TV, right, which we don't have here. I don't have an aerial. We just watch streaming, right? So I just had um, the ABC. And for those of you who aren't in Australia who don't know, ABC is like it's the government-funded TV channel, so it's got everything has to kind of have an angle of like cultural significance or education or something like that. But all kids' shows especially have to have something ironic about them now, you know? Like there's even one called... Square the Circle. And it's about this circle whose name is Square. And it's like, come on. <laughs> like, you're just being ironic for the sake of it now. There's one yeah. called Vegisaurus or something like, like that. And it's and it's dinosaurs, but they're vegetables. And the T-Rex, you know, the, the biggest dinosaur of them all? Yep. P-Rex. They're peas, little green peas. And they're the smallest of all dinosaurs. Like, everything just... Has to be ironic now. What did you say? Vegetarian? I thought they were just going to be normal dinosaurs that were vegetarian. But vegetarian? Trying get, yeah, trying to get kids you, to eat no. vegetables type That's of thing. That's what no. I thought at first too. No. Yeah, no. no. Okay. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of um, kids shows. Kids TV? No, no. Yeah, no. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, did you watch Dungeons & Dragons or was that Matt? I think Matt has watched Dungeons & Dragons because I Have haven't. you seen it? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet either. It's actually on my list. I do want to give it a go. I just don't know how it would be good. Yeah, I agree. In fact, I, I'm interested to hear. If Matt says it's good, I might watch yeah. it. If he says it's bad, just, then I think we can... Un- I, want, I don't know if it's just like if it's real Dungeons & Dragons, like they get sucked into game or it's people mm. playing the game or if they're just using the name. Or is it based on the the cartoon series from the 80s where the kids get sucked into the Dungeons & Dragons world? That, yeah, yeah. That like, could be something like that. that. Like, yeah, is yeah, it that, know. or is it just the using? It doesn't name look. And it doesn't look serious. But then no. again, I mean, our D and D games that we've played haven't been altogether serious either. But I'm no. sure we've both. I, I have, and I'm, I'm sure you have been involved in some some pretty serious. D&D I'd love games. to do a pr- proper one, but we end up talking about chicken loaf sandwiches a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Molesting elves and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just All right, well, I'm looking forward to Matt telling us about this uh, next yes. week when, when he returns. We do have some follow-up news I can get into. Yeah, please, please get into this. I've been following up on the Billy Mitchell case. Yeah. It is not going well for him. Is it not going well because he's just an out-and-out liar and his lies are being exposed as the lies that they are? Yes, that that has mm. something to do with it. Like even yeah. witnesses that he's brought in are not saying what he is saying. Yeah. Like one of the witnesses right. he brought in, so he said like with the cabinet that he got the got the. Let's back up on. a sec. Let's let's. I know we've talked about this before, ah, but in case yes. there's any new listeners, Billy Mitchell is greatest uh, gamer of the century. It's a quote from Billy Mitchell. He's yes. uh, he's. Well, no, to be fair, if no. 10 years ago, if you said who's Billy Mitchell, we would have said he holds 
at least two world records. He does, and he still has, like, he's still a good gamer. Like, let's. Yeah. So still, Donkey Kong and Pac Man. Uh, he was he the was first the, person to complete Pac Man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but there's since been some controversy because his wins have been questioned. Now. Yes. I must say, I questioned it at the time because uh, when he was was he was going up against Weeby, Rob Weeby, Weeby, yes, John Weeby, Steve Weeby, Steve Weeby, um, who also is an incredible, incredible Pac-Man player. No, King Kong, King Donkey Kong. Kong. Sorry, not King, King, King Kong. Kong. In fact, they they all, they got yeah they got sued from the King Kong guys at the same time. Um, Donkey Kong yes. uh, was beat by Billy Mitchell. Even though Steve Wiebe did it live in front of the judges, and Billy Mitchell brought in a crackly old VHS tape of him doing it at home, but and then later claimed that he did it live. Yes, and that this is the tape of that live event. But I believe people who were at that event have now said, as, as to my knowledge, there was no video link coming out of that cabinet. Yeah. So, so what's happened is he. He said, like, there was, it was all set up to cut a card in there to record it all, and the guy, a guy from GameStop came out and locked it, set it all up and locked it all and everything. Mm-hmm. The GameStop go, oh, I didn't do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went, oh, so maybe he didn't plug it all in, but he, he saw the cable for that we plugged the PCR in, and he's gone, I don't know anything about that. And just to be clear, were, this is a witness that Billy Mitchell has called yes. in the hearing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's another witness he had, I think it was the organizer event, so he, he brought in, and she and she was going, um, yeah, so um yeah, I heard that he, he beat the record. Um it was pretty quick. I think I lasted about 15, 20 minutes. Oh. To ta- to get this takes hours. Yeah, actually it takes like several hours, right? Like yeah. between five and ten hours, right? Yeah, it's not. I don't know exactly how long, but it's definitely not. Yeah, 15, it's not fifteen minutes. minutes into the yeah, yeah. And it was so quick that it was done before anything had really opened. People were there. Whereas Billy Mitchell saying there were thousands of people there who saw it. Yeah, and this is on top of the whole fact that it had a red joystick, and he's yeah, in the deposition right, the, before the that joystick. Yeah, before it was revealed to him that that was a picture we've got of it and it's red. He mm. was I never play anything. It was unless it was a blacktop. Because that's mm-hmm. the blacktop, well, the original yeah. Donkey Kong. If it was anything else, wouldn't have played it. And then they've gone. Well, what about this? So it's just hey, what about this photo of you standing at the cabinet? Yeah. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I mean, he. he this is like the Streisand effect, right? Yes, it's Where exactly like that. If he had just shut his mouth, mm-hmm. he would still be remembered, even if now other people have beat the record. He yeah. would still be most people's go to who, who's the greatest Donkey yeah. Kong player in the world? Oh, Billy Mitchell. Like, he'd have that forever in the lexicon, except now he's known as a fraud because anytime anyone suggests he goes on TV, he goes mm-hmm. on the internet, and he sues Twin Galaxies. Yep. Like, who can he's, easily prove their own claims. He's suing an Australian YouTuber mm, for defamation, right? Yep. Because he for daring out. to say, well, is he going to sue us? I I think he may really? have stopped trying to sue people because... Every, all respect, and I, I would eat at your restaurant in a heartbeat if I was back in the States. Because I think the problem he's going to run into 
it's probably already cost him a lot of money, and when mm. he loses, it's probably going to cost him a lot more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing that's is going to go his way. From even what he's saying, the evidence is there. So Billy claimed, thought- here's a quote from an article I've got. Billy also claimed that there was a, he set the world record after playing for a number of hours, starting either at 9 or 10 in the morning and ending somewhere between 1 or 2. The Golden mm-hmm. Penguin video, he said the Twin Galaxies was over two hours and 30 minutes long. No. But the, the sec- his second witness, mortgage broker's chair, Valerie, disputes his claim, and she's the one who mm-hmm. says, yeah, it was about 15 minutes. <laughs> I watched After the convention started, minutes, it was quite she good. heard that. She didn't yeah, see oh, it, by the way. He, uh, oh, yeah, started. okay. Right, yeah. Wow. I mean, the thing is, these these old video games like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man and, and all of those were made to be unfinishable because finishing they were there was never to make the point. Por- they were there to make money. Yeah, that's right. They were purposely difficult. They were purposely money-hungry. And actually, some of them, Eventually, people got so good that the games basically just shat themselves at a certain point. Like, well, that was, I know Pac-Man, you couldn't finish it because at a certain point, you just couldn't... Well, that's it, The also, game couldn't keep up with the player. That's also Donkey Kong. You get mm. the, the kill screen. So getting to the million points, yeah. you need to do it quickly because the game gets to a point, you get so many levels where it just goes, I'm not doing it yeah. anymore. And just it's like you can't finish crashes. Tetris. Tetris has no end. The best you can do as Tetris is to play so well that Tetris crashes. And that's and that's so that's what I'm saying. Like he can do that. Like he actually can. But whether he mm. was first and yeah. him suing everyone and because here's the other thing I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there. So there was a film crew at the time following mm. around Weeby for yep. this. Yes. Yep. If he and and they're interviewing Billy Mitchell at the time and he's part of this. Do you think that if he was going, hey, I'm going to go to this convention and mm. I might be doing it live and I'm going to aim for that. You yeah. think maybe you they want to film the film crew might have gone, hey, can we <laughs> yeah. come over for that? I'll tell you, they certainly would have been interested. As somebody who has been a documentary filmmaker, if I was if I was filming somebody and somebody else had been like, by the way, I'm going to challenge him and I'm probably going to beat him and you might actually end up making your film more about me than about him. Um, hmm. And all it's going to take is 15 minutes because apparently that's the only time that it takes like, me to I could, go and... I could understand if the video he got was just him playing at home and... but. If he's going to be at a convention, that's great footage for them. Oh, yeah. Because they were, even at the time, the documentary yeah. was trying to make that bit of a rivalry. And yes. That. So they would have definitely gone and filmed that. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's the latest update. And Billy, tune in soon for when yeah. he, well, he I finishes think... and he loses. Yeah, and it won't be long, too. I think in the next couple of months this is this whole thing's mm. going to be wrapped up. Um. Just talking about finishing old games and just old games that weren't meant to be finished, uh, I set a little challenge for myself recently of playing some old Amiga games that I never finished as a kid Mm -hmm. and playing them all the way through now. So I've picked a handful of games that were particularly troublesome to me as kids. Batman the movie was one Mm -hmm. um, because I loved Batman and I loved the Batman game, but it is... It, it, it is brutally difficult. Now, I'm going to ask, is, are you finding it easier or harder now? Both. Both. So mm-hmm. so Batman specifically I have not finished yet because it is tedious as 
fuck. Like mm-hmm. I don't even enjoy playing it. At least as a kid, I enjoyed every time. Now it's just frustrating because I'm like, how can something off screen kill me? <laughs> like that is just not fair. Um, but there was a game. Do you happen to know Dizzy Prince of the Yoke Folk? No. So there was a series of games for, I know there were for uh, Amstrad, CPC, Atari ST, Amiga, that that era of the, the 16-bit yep. computers around the late 80s. Um, there was a series of games called Dizzy, Prince of the Yoke Folk, and he was this little egg. And he was fucking hard to control because if you if you like tap the joystick to the left, he would just tumble to the left of the screen. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and and that was part of the challenge was you had to control. It was like controlling a drunk person. And it wasn't um, like the controls we have today. It's oh yeah, that's right. Like no. you do, it's on or off. It's not a yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, but there's one episode called Dizzy Treasure Island where you play as Dizzy the Egg and you're mm-hmm. stranded on a treasure island, you got to get off. It's essentially an inventory-based puzzle game. So you find items that unlock things that you can get, you know, doors to get through and, and, and unlock puzzles later on. But I barely even understood how to even play it as a kid. Like, yep. it, it, just, it just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and I put it on... I had a day to myself last week. I put it on. I played it all day long, and I and I finished. I, f- I went through the entire game, and it's pretty punishing. Like I had to start again, and I start completely again a couple of times because you could you could lock yourself out of winning a game by just doing going into an area with the wrong thing in your inventory or something back then. Yeah. Um. But man, the satisfaction I had like, <laughs> finally after all that I started years. in 1989 and finally finished in 2023. See, I think the problem with some of those games as well, and the reason why they became a bit samey, is a lot of people didn't used to finish games. That wasn't really yeah. a thing back mm. then. You'd yeah. play, and yeah. that was it. You're done. You'd play. It'd be challenging. You'd play a game for an hour or a few hours, then you turn it off and you put another game on. Yep. And, and that still happens today, but more people, I think, are finishing today. But, well, like, I mean, there are still games that, like, okay, so here's an example. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. The reason yes. why I know this is my sister's playing it at the moment. Mm. On a tracking site, yeah, 43% of gamers have finished a game. 43%, wow. Not is Requiem get, the not, first or the second? It's second the second, one. right? So it's yeah, not no, getting all the collectibles. It's not, like, 100% mm. it's just game. It's just finishing the, finishing story. the game. Yeah, right. Yep. Interesting. And I think enough. back then when we were growing up playing games like 80s, 90s, I think that percentage would have been a lot less. Absolutely. So I think that's where the first the games start off good and then they get a bit same mm. because they, I think they were phoning it in because... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when I was a kid, I used to like to find the exact point in a game where the developers ran out of money. <laughs> you know, and then we're just like, let's just fucking repeat the last couple of levels with a different background or a different skin and then just get to the end. Yep. Um, but also well, now I think that we play less games at once. Like I might have a couple of games going, but I've, I've usually got a one primary game that I want to play until I yep. finish. Whereas that was never the case as a kid. Now for me it was... Yeah, because I remember when I first got my first PC... There's an mm. Amstrad. Yep. Back when it was very easy to pirate games. Yes. Dad came Piracy home from work. Piracy was just it was just part of it. 
came home from work and he went here and there was just like a hundred discs full of different games. So it was New just, games. what's yeah. this one? What's this one? I'll play this one for a bit. Uh, this one got too hard. Jump to the next one. There yep. are some games I wish I could remember the name of so I could go back because there's some I want to finish. Yeah. yeah. But I just cannot remember the name. Mm, mm. Like at all. Yeah. One I RPG was like... game that's, we got to the last go level and we couldn't work it out. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the only thing I can remember, because I was very young at the time, was there was a guy going up a ladder and we could put a squid on his head. <laughs> I, people on Reddit would be talking about that for sure. They Just would know what ladder, it is. Ladder but... squid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> RPG. I, but the thing is, I may not even remember uh, it co- correctly. Squid. I just remember you I hope you don't. This is hilarious. Like on his head. On head game. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Because the second you put Squid in now, it's just all Squid games. Squid Inc., Squid Campaign, yeah. Because uh, it wasn't about the Squid. That was just an item. Yeah, that's just something up. in there, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like in the first Monkey Island, which if you want to... Uh, you, you don't have a wrench, but you have a monkey, and if you happen to live in a country where they call a spanner a monkey wrench, mm-hmm. then you might think to put the, use the monkey to undo the fucking screw. Yep. But yeah, if you don't, you. you've just <laughs> never fucking doing that. Why would you? Yeah. Yes, no. no, I can't find it. But but that sounds like something that... Uh, it, was, it was this futuristic sci-fi alien world type thing, and yeah, I just could not remember the name for my life. It sounds amazing. This just certainly sounds like something I'd be into. Mm. He'd ask okay. my father. He was the one who really played it. Okay, well, yeah, so get your dad on. He'll know for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've barely played any games at all this week, to be honest. And, in fact, I've not even booted up my Xbox, but I did go online to have a look at the new UI that Xbox has uh, yes. updated to. I assume you're, you've seen it. I've been testing it for quite some time. Oh, sure. Um, From I'm, what I've seen, I don't mind it at all, actually. Some people are a bit upset with it because they think it's turned into a big ad, but I actually find this, yeah, once you learn how to use it, it's mm. actually so much easier. So when you say a big ad, it's because when you're scrolling through games, it changes your wallpaper to be scenes from those games, the stuff like that. that. Games, there's also a big focus on like the store. what's popular at the moment, yeah. which is just best-selling games, and Game Pass is very prominent. Mm. But no, I find it very easy to get to your library now and your game store and the yep. store, okay. and oh, it's great. But yeah, people just don't like it. I don't know why. Look, I mean, if you don't like it, I'm pretty sure it's very, very customized, customizable, customizationable, uh, and you can you can pretty much. I think this is what some people are upset with. Features. I think when it turned on, it got rid of a lot of people's like they already customized oh. set up their own. Okay. Right. I got rid of that. And, yeah, yeah, right, okay. But okay. I will admit, like, when I first started using this, I didn't like it. Okay. But once you get used to it and learn it, it actually... I can't think of a single forward. new interface on any system whatsoever that I have liked from the start. It no. always annoys me the day I have to always, relearn it. It's a change. No yeah. one likes change. That's right. But no, I, I would say for people out there who don't like it, just give it a moment. You get used to it very quickly. And I mm. helped test this. <laughs> right, yeah. I did gave you feedback? feedback on it. Yes, yeah, I did. okay. Yeah. I gave feedback because at the very start, it was actually quite hard to find the store. 
Oh, right. I had to and they were like, well, we're just going to put it on every screen and we're just going to force you to look at it all the no, whole time. No, they've actually now, at the top of the screen, you can very quickly get to the Oh, there's some little Game quick, Pass. there's a quick links, right? Yeah. yeah. But at the, when they first released it, that wasn't there. Mm. And I had a hard time. Like, because the first thing I do every day when I log on to the Xbox, what's the new game that's come out? Sure. That's yeah. the first thing yeah. I do. It's weird. I don't go for what game am I playing? It's is there anything new? No, no, no. I do no. I do that with films and stuff too. I do that if I look, go to Netflix. I always try to look at what's new. Rather, I want mm-hmm. to see if there's something better than what I'm currently in the middle of. But I, I, I but because of this, I can actually now brag about something. Oh, go ahead. I did something that I didn't think I'd ever be able to do. I'm now yep. currently seventh in Australia for game no. score. Seven. Finally bypassed eighth, which I thought wow. would be impossible. You thought getting to eight was impossible. I've heard you yes. say it. Seven. seven. And now oh, I man. think. Now I'm even thinking I could get to six if I really, really committed. Mm. Like six is still, what is it, 90,000 game score away. Was there something specific that allowed you to get to seven from eight? Was there? Oh, here's the thing. So I've been discussing it on the Save File podcast as well. They think I've killed him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the thing is, the guy who was in seventh hasn't gotten an achievement since the 18th of June. Ah, right. So yeah. I don't know what's happened yet. Sarah and Eric murdered probably. him. Right. Yeah, yeah he maybe yeah. got a life, but yeah, <laughs> his wife so, had a baby. That'll be the end of it. Yeah, no more game for you. That's the only thing. I, yeah, because he's just stopped. I don't know why, but yeah, that's how I passed him. He just stopped. It's only been okay. six weeks, and I trust me. I put on like a hundred thousand in the last couple of months. Like I've been okay. We playing. just need to introduce some available women to yes. Numbers six and five, and see if we can get you in the top five. Uh, look, I don't think top five is possible. Well, you didn't think top ten was possible. Now you're seven. Okay, but yeah, like, look. So I'm at one million seven hundred and ninety thousand. The guy above me, fucking hell, Chin Doctor is uh one point eight million. Fifth is two million or two point one million. So wow. that's why 50s incredible. 50s I need to quit my job and just play games. Mm. 6 I think it's possible. Well, let's do Maybe. 6. Let's get to 6. Cuz the problem is is why he's there while I'm getting achievements, he's also getting achievements. Yes. And yeah, we're yeah. also getting the same quick achievements with the new games that come out. Yeah, yeah, you're both exploiting whatever loopholes you can. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like games that come out that are you can get all your chips in half an hour, and then they release a title update. They give mm-hmm. you another thousand gamer score, which is complete two more levels. Right, right. They're cracking down on that though. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but also I'd, I'm okay with them cracking down on it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to put you at a specific disadvantage. Everyone's no. going to have so, to play by the same, same. rules. So, yeah. And I do know yeah. some people get upset that you're basically buying achievements with some of these games. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but everyone I can still buy play achievements. It. So, yeah, like, well, that's I still play it. a problem. I mean, I look, playing that many games isn't cheap anyway. So, I mean, there's no no one in the top ten is a, 
is in a, in the third world going oh i just i can't afford like the, the, you know what i'm saying like they've got yeah. you you've got to spend money you got to spend money on this anyway it's it's it's, yes. it's a expensive hobby Although to begin i with. think uh, quite a few of the people in front of me are probably getting a lot of these games for free yeah okay yeah you could be right yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I think at number seven, you should be getting these games for free too. I think I think, I I think the time well. now to start exploiting this in whatever way we can. I I've still got this horrible thing because I do get offers every now and again, and I feel bad because mm, mm. normally the time when you get the offer for a free game, it's from a little indie developer yeah. or a publisher. Yeah, like, well, I'll have to I'll happily pay for this to support you regardless. Yeah, like if it's triple A, yeah, yeah no. Nah. Fine, you, yeah. you can afford it, but no, someone releasing their first game or yeah, they're yeah. a little indie and they're just making fun little. Game. I I feel bad, and so I'll and still support money's them. not the problem for you. Time is your problem. Well, time is if, the if, issue. If they were giving away time to play the game, you would you would eat that I'll up. I'll take that in a second. Yeah, yeah. they'll be like, we're going to give you an eighth day every week for you to just play games. You'd be like, fucking give me. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, so I haven't played any games at all this week, really. But what I have been doing is watching a lot of TV. Okay. So I watched uh, the entirety of season 16 of Always Sunny. Uh, God, it's good. Which was great. Now, 15 was good because it was one coherent story, and I love yes. that. 16 is good because it isn't that. It it's goes back, back to, to just, just every episode is completely standalone, random... I laugh out loud in every episode at least the, once. The only thing that's bugging me is the lighting. <laughs> the lighting I, I, is so it, weird. And, it does look different. And I different. know why. Hmm. They're well, getting older. I think it's, it's they're getting them, old. Everyone's got a bit more makeup on. We have to be yeah. a little bit kinder with the photography. Everything is in HD. Camera's not yeah. as forgiving and they are getting... But it just annoys me. It just... I'm okay yeah. with people looking older. It's funny, like every third episode you'll see the bar and I'll be like, man, why even bother having that bar set? You're never in there anymore. Like, <laughs> all, It's all just like on location now. Um, but I, I realise this is the journey I went on with, with Always Sunny, right? Yeah. When I first started watching it, I thought Charlie Day was the funny one. I thought he yeah. was essentially the main character of this ensemble show. He was, he was always delivering the zingers. He, I thought he had the most charisma. And then at a certain point, I started going, no, nah, Max, the funny one, because he's the idiot and he thinks mm-hmm. he's cool, but he isn't. So he is the, the uncoolest cool guy. And 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 he and then, of course, Rob McElhinney, who plays him, started doing other stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, this guy. At this point, I think Glenn Howerton is not only the best actor in the show, but I think he's one of the best working actors today. And I can back this up. Because I then watched everything else that he's been in this week mm-hmm. as well. So uh, th- this is a Juilliard-trained classical thespian, right? Yes, just he found was himself- the actor of the group. He was... Yeah, he found himself working in sitcoms. But have you ever seen another sitcom called AP Bio? Yes. I love this show. I had never heard of it up until two days ago. I've now watched the entirety of the first season. For listeners, if you haven't heard this, Glenn Houghton stars as a disgraced Harvard professor who has to teach at a high school. And Mm -hmm. it's light. It's not particularly subversive or edgy. um, But it it is hilarious. Laugh out loud hilarious. Well, I mean, he's pretty much playing 
he's same character, just totally, he was totally, a totally. professor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and in fact, you know those couple of seasons of Always Sunny where he is not in it as much? That's my why, because he was doing AP bio. Yeah, exactly. But my brain also thinks that this is just him. Him, yes. Just, just away from Philadelphia for a bit, right? Yeah. Um, but I also watched the BlackBerry movie where he stars as one of the co-founders of BlackBerry, the phone. Um, okay. This this is an excellent movie, by the way. Nineties um, probably leans a little too heavy into the period stuff, like you know when they do movies in the eighties and nineties about nerds and like everyone's always got a Ninja Turtles shirt on, and you know what I mean. Uh, like it's yeah. just it's just a little, but but then again, you, you're wearing a Star Wars droids shirt right now, so I am. <laughs> <laughs> so may, maybe it's just dead accurate, but. But other other than that, was the, oh, that's the only thing. And there's this weird point where they talk about um, John Carmack, and they say he's from ID instead of saying he's from ID. ID. Which I th- yeah, which I thought was. But then again, back in the nineties, I think I used to think it was called ID too because I didn't know what an ID was back then because I knew nothing of Freud or psychology or anything. Yeah. So, so yeah, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe there's method to that madness. Um, but it's an excellent movie. Glenn Howerton is excellent at it. He's He's so uncool. He, he's got, he's got, he, like they've shaved the kind of monk hairdo, so he looks mm-hmm. like he's receding, and he plays an absolute prick. Okay. Um, he's he's the guy who's like, you know, there's the brains behind BlackBerry, and then the the money. He plays the money, so he he, he just cares about the bottom line, and and yeah. he's a, an Which, absolute well, cunt. Yep, yeah, that would he could do that well. Yeah, but they're talking about they're talking about Oscar nom for him for this role. Okay, um, maybe I should have a look at it then. Even though it's, it's, I normally don't like Oscar movies. This is not an Oscar movie. Oh, okay. I guess it could be because it's got those feel-good moments in it, and but it's it's more... I, I'd say it's, it's... Did you watch the Tetris movie from no, earlier no, yeah, this year? No, I need to. Oh, yeah, you've got to watch that too. Mm. Tonally, they're incredibly similar, you know? Okay. Like, just... I'm sure it was definitely not as... It, as exciting as this to make Tetris or the Blackberry, you yep. know what I mean? But they they make it look like you missed out on a cultural movement by not being one of the. I will just say places. with AP Bio, like because it goes for four seasons. Yeah, where it starts to struggle is the children age. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, because he only you ever only ever seen teaching one class. A high school yep. teacher only teaches hour long classes, so he's not going to be with them for the whole day. And yeah. you assume, or even even every day of the week, but you only ever see him teach one class. I don't know, it's maybe only in the that, second season. It's they, only that one yeah. class that's remaining the same, but yeah, you see a, they replace some. Some you can actually go, I can see your five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Like, I think that's right. where they that, that show struggles a bit. But sure. some of the characters do get even better. Okay, go. interesting. Yeah, right. Like the, 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 I, I the, just, the nerdy girl glasses, oh, she's yeah, the, amazing. Yeah. Love her throughout. She's already amazing, yeah, right. Yes. I have a feeling she's 30 years old. I think that actress yes. is actually much older than she's playing, but on a yes. on a girl it doesn't matter so much. That that episode where he starts dating that one kid's mum mm-hmm. and um, he, he comes into class and he's like, did you bang your mum last night? He's like, no. And he's like, well, neither did I because you were making too much noise upstairs. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's oh, it's so good. It's so good, Matt. If you're listening back and you don't know what this is, you should you should get on this shit too. Um, I also watched one more Glenn Howerton film this week. It's called The Thief Collector. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this was interesting because it's actually a documentary and he only appears in the recreations, right? This is a true story of this old couple who lived like in a trailer park in middle okay. America somewhere. And when they died, like in their 70s or whatever, you know in America you can buy someone's whole estate and then just yes. start selling off their stuff? Yeah, like um, if the if same way you... If, yeah, if there's no one there, it's just... Yeah. No so kids, these no two... Nothing. Exactly. So that's what this was. These guys had this trailer and it was full of junk. And so these two dudes who make a living by just buying uh, storage containers and stuff like that and then selling them off, they yep. bought it. They noticed there was heaps of paintings in it, right? So they okay. they took the paintings to a secondhand store and they said, oh, do you want any of these? You know, maybe five bucks each or whatever. And they went, oh, no, these aren't very good. Um, but this one, though, I'll give you 200 grand for. And they were like, What? And they went. She went. Oh, this is a very, a very famous painting. And they were like, "What?" And they suddenly realised they were all very famous paintings, and this couple were art thieves, and they've oh been travelling around the world, going to museums, museums, and stealing these expensive works of art, and they're just coming home and hanging them in their house, not bragging, not trying to sell them and well, make well, money, that's, just that's the thing, putting like, them in their house. That makes a sense because, like, if you steal art. And then you try to sell it on. Well, yeah, no. art like people know. Yeah, but I I find it amazing that like this store went. I'll give you two hundred dollars when they kind of gone. Yeah, I'll take. I'll just take the lot for five dollars each. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a little bit more nuanced than that, but but yeah. yes, essentially that is. But but then they they start getting these appraised, and then people start going, "This is a painting that disappeared in like the eighties, you know." And then they were like, "Where did it disappear from?" Oh, from a Paris art gallery, and they're like. Uh, in 1987, this couple were in Paris. Paris. Like, and they work out that all of these paintings are from from galleries stolen across America and around the world. And also they found out that this guy had written a book, couldn't get it published, ended up self-publishing it. So they get a copy of this book and it's a bunch of short stories about this kind of international Jet setter, cool spy dude. Pretty much explaining how he stole the painting. Correct. (laughs) Or one story talks about killing this guy who went missing in real life. And they're like, well, we can pretty much assume that he did kill this guy. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So Glenn Howerton plays him. And like in real life, he's not handsome like Glenn Howerton. Like Glenn Howerton plays him as he appears in the short stories where he's like an idealized version of himself. Yeah. Um, and it's very good and it's it's interesting. It's very okay. interesting. Look, I, I'm going to say that from that cast, I'll say who I think is a better actor. Mm. And that is David Hornsby. Yeah, I can I agree with that too. And right. in fact, he's he's now got an, a producer credit on um, Always Sunny now too, I noticed, this season. So at a certain yeah. point, he must have gotten involved. But he's a comical genius. He, he is because like... Because this is where I think he's a little bit different, like Glenn stuff. Because Glenn, he's playing the same. Yeah, true. So David, everything he's in, he's different in every single show he's in. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's been times where it's taken me multiple episodes of a new show before I've realised. Oh shit, it's him. that's that's yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say oh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's a better actor. I'm sorry. Crooked <laughs> cricket in this in this season where I think he's only in one episode, but he's pimping out that young boy, like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go and turn just, around, show them the goods. It's just so keeps getting good. better and better. We've, uh, yeah. I'm scared that we only do have two more seasons left. I know. That episode in, it's several seasons ago, but oh my, am I remembering this white where Cricket gets a girlfriend? Yes, um, and but it's then a at dog. the end of the episode, you bell. find that he's just, he's so smacked out that he's actually just with a dog. <laughs> Which is, he's been part of dog orgies before, so it's, it's. Yeah. Because, well, no, I mean, like, at the moment, like, yes, they've said that they're renewed for at least two more seasons, and they could easily get renewed for more, but I think, I don't think they will continue after mm. the next two. I think it's just going to be. A, I can't believe too it's busy doing here, other as long stuff. As it has. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you know that um, McElhane is buying more sports teams now. Yes. right? Like, like he's he's just going, he's leaning into like, that. He brought Wrexham FC, took yep. them up to another league, and now he's what Alpine F one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which it's crazy. that cannot be cheap. No, an F one. No. No, correct, correct. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's one of the most expensive. So that, I mean, that's why only, you know, a, a couple of dozen car manufacturers even have teams. Mm. You know what I mean in the F one. Yeah. So, he's, he's, and I think their goal is probably to do the same as what they did with Wrexham to get them promoted to get this team. That's I don't follow. F1. They're not great, are they? No, there's 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 kind of four teams that will always win or come in the top four, mm-hmm. and then there's a dozen teams that are yeah. basically competing for last place. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think he's there to try. I think he's going to try and do think they're going to now be the fifth team. That so there's yeah. five teams that are always at the top. Yeah, that's, I think yeah, that's it'll a big be interesting. Goal, I mean, I'll probably make another show. Yeah, I believe so. Let me just. Uh... Was they're all buddy buddy, even though they only met when they went. Hey, do you want to buy a team with me? Yeah, yeah. Crazy. And apparently, they kind of only did it because they were like they both were kind of friends of one another. Oh, and, uh, sorry, fans, fans of one another, and they were like it would be good to be friends. Yeah, you know. Um. Okay, so I've got here the first article that comes up. I see is F one Icom slants our points one point three million one point three billion dollar deal. Right, Ryan Reynolds with Ryan Reynolds. So I think he's part of it. Billion, Jesus 1. Christ! One point three billion. See, I've got here. I've got a. I've got a much more conservative figure here. Two hundred eighteen million, but that's that seems too low to me. Yeah, Maybe that's euros. Um, yeah, one point three billion seems. Yeah, but they also a, seems a bit low, but they're not a they're not a, a a great team, but they're not they're certainly not I mean they're not bad enough that you would think you'd just pick them up for cheap, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Alpine this is Yeah, so it's two hundred million euro. Yeah, two hundred million euro. I guess that's a lot of money. Alpine Secure, two hundred million euro cash injection from a group of investors, including actor Ryan Reynolds. But Magalani and McElhaney will be in part of that. Lucrative investments have helped him amass a net worth of about $50 million. That doesn't sound like that much, but then again, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I mean don't get me wrong. I don't have $50 million, but a million dollars isn't what it used to be. No. See, it's weird. For a million, million dollars for us is still quite a lot. Mm. Yeah. $50 million is unimaginable. It's, yeah, but the... rich people, I used to think if you had a million dollars, you were you were rich. rich. Now, no. if you have a million dollars, it just means you bought a house in Sydney. 
Like yeah, if you have a million dollars, you're you're very comfortable because mm. you own your house. Yeah, and then you you just you still got to work because yeah. I mean, I owe a million dollars to a bank. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I'm still so imagine, my mind's blown that they would give me that much money. Imagine if you didn't owe that. How yeah. awesome would your life be, mate? Oh, the stranglehold of the banks on me right now is is insane. <laughs> That's for another podcast entirely. <laughs> Um, we've got a few geeks of the week to talk about in the after party uh, we this do. week. So, and what is the we, after party? The after party is uh, if you're not ready to stop listening and mm-hmm. um, and you want another you know 15, 20 minutes more, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash multiple nergasm, become a patron, and um, and this the, the ride doesn't end for you. You can stay on the roll. And I believe we're doing it for the video soon as well. Where So mm. if you want to watch a video version, we'll send you the yeah. link as well. So yeah. if yeah. you still want to see our ugly mugs, mm. well, my you. ugly mug, Dan's beautiful. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.